Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Terrain Tires. Lawn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! And a very good morning to you on this Thursday, the 23rd of November. We are going for 28 degrees today with uh, possible showers. Still plenty more to come on the show as well. Port Adelaide's new recruit, Will Lorenz, will speak to just before 8 o'clock this morning. Will Davidson, who's getting ready to race in the Velo Adelaide 500 and do a hot lap with Mark Bickley. Uh, we also have our Bricky Brownlow today, Bick. So that's happening at about 8.15, where we'll play the best and a lot of worst parts of the mm. week. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA Brighton Road. Went to visit them on Monday. Went to go and say hello to Con and Lena. Very busy at the moment, but they're having a bit of them time over Christmas, going to get a couple's massage, which would be very nice for them both. Very good. Have you had a, ever had a couple's massage? With someone? Well, that's sort of, that's what the name suggests, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you? No, I don't think I have. Should we do one? No, no, I don't think that's how it works. What about if you and I, uh, to finish off the year, we had a couple's massage next week? And a facial, maybe a, a manicure? I'm in. <laughs> I reckon maybe yeah, a haircut. They need some some gap filler for your face. I reckon <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of polyfiller. We've got a couple of texts coming in zero four two seven one five four one double six. Yeah, let's talk about the Gold Coast. This uh, is from Simon. Says boys, a lot of discussion and people complaining about the Gold Coast Suns picking up four academy players uh, and what Simon is saying. They actually. They spent the last 12 months organising this, trading up, getting points to be able to sort of manufacture getting all four players in the first round. It, it, it's a good point because there are a lot of people bleating about it and saying, how can they possibly do that? It's compromised the draft. You don't have to go back too far because most of the people that are complaining are from Melbourne, uh, even West Coast were a bit flat, but you don't have to go back too far. This is, you know, in the last century, you know, going back to 2000. Here's the priority picks that other clubs got. Um, let's start with the 2001 draft. Luke Hodge, so Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Luke Ball went to St Kilda. And Chris Judd went to West Coast. So they all sort of turned out to be premiership players and great players for their clubs. You had father-sons that have gone to Collingwood, a number of them. You've had uh, Geelong sort of benefited greatly from the father-sons. You go forward a bit further. Adam Cooney was a priority selection uh, at Western Bulldogs. Carlton got Andrew Walker. Melbourne got uh, Colin Sylvia. So... All, a lot of Melbourne clubs have all benefited from different priority picks. picks. Brett Delidio went to Richmond. This is in the 2004. Jared Roughhead, Ryan Griffin. So the whole range of Melbourne clubs have benefited greatly from those priority picks. 
I thought they were good people. You didn't have to disparage them like that. <laughs> so this is cyclical uh, and or cyclical, whichever way you want to go about yeah. it. Um, and do you want me to take over? Yeah, go. Yeah, okay. Um, another text message coming through on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Um, Dracos. Talk of fighting, an American band were playing on stage in Melbourne. Two of the band members started punching on halfway through. And I saw this. There's a band called the Brian Jonestown Massacre. And they played in Melbourne where literally at the forum, two of the band members just started punching on. The curtain draped in front of them and then the, the gig finished. Gee, just gee whiz. In fighting. It happens in sporting teams. It happens in music. And, and that was on the back of the Argentina. Uh, who was the, the Brazil. In Brazil. Yeah, yeah it's the, crazy. The spectators going at it. Uh, right now, it is six minutes past seven. <coughs> Jeepers. Okay, well, I guess we better get into this. Elephant in the room on SENSA Breakfast. It just did me. But it feels like an elephant shaking his Okay, so Bix, Elephant in the Room is where we discuss the topics that need to be discussed and some po- sometimes people dance around the edges and I'm just going to be really direct when I throw a few things at you because right. we need to hear your honest assessment and opinion. Um, waking up to the news this morning after the rookie draft yesterday, there's a fair bit of shock in South Australia if you are led to believe the mainstream media, which we are a part of, of course, under-18 state captain Will Patton was overlooked in the draft. What happens now and why did this happen? Okay. Now, I just want to preface this by saying I haven't followed the the sort of the path of a lot of these younger players. So I've seen little bits and pieces, little snippets. So when I'm talking, I'm not talking specifically about Will Patton. I'll talk in a more general sense about why sometimes – players that perform really well and make the All-Australian team like Will did, why they sometimes don't or aren't selected by teams. So I haven't seen enough of Will to give any type of uh, informed decision here. So <clears throat> what can happen, though, is, um, you know, Will plays in defence. Sometimes if Will might be a key defender or key defenders might be 193 centimetres and playing in those key positions. And at under 18 level, if you are a, a fully developed or a bigger body, you might be able to play really well at that level. But AFL clubs might look at you and say, I'm not sure you are going to be big enough or strong enough or have the attributes to be a key defender at AFL level. So then the next thing is, could that player then become that sort of third drop-off mm. marking intercept player? Could that player be a rebounding running defender? So if that player doesn't have some of those attributes, then they sort of say, well, he's a little bit limited. And I don't think the attributes that have served him well at under-18s level are going to uh, move him forward at AFL level. So similar case to um, an Adam DeLoyer who played for South Australia and was a great player, and he still is a great player. But he was a bigger body mid, but but wasn't a, a huge, you know, in terms of height, uh, wasn't quite... Um, didn't maybe have the speed or the, you know, the class delivery that some other players had. So even though he performed really strongly at, at, at the underage level, people thought that he might be limited when you go into AFL level. So the, the challenge now is, is that's not a, that's not a, uh, something where your, your cards are marked forever. Yeah. You now have to go and... Well, there's a mid-season draft. Well, but you go and play at the sample level and you show them. I'll go play against men mm. and I'll, I'll take the feedback of what I need to improve upon. 
And if I'm not going to be big enough and you want me to become an intercepting player, well, that's what I'll do. And I'll work on that craft and I'll transform myself to show you that I've got those attributes. And all those players generally that have been in that those elite programs, they have a growth mindset. So yes, they'll be really disappointed today. I feel for him more than anyone though, because when you're the captain of the state team, there's almost an expectation that you're going to be drafted. Now that might be externally, but internally, surely you would have some expectation. I'm would. a real chance here. Of course you are. So and then who counsels him, Bix? Would, would he have spoken to a couple of clubs that may, you would hope, give him the feedback I, to I, go, this is what you need to well, do? Yeah, I heard Brendan Phillips talking about it and, and he's going to get some feedback from the clubs okay, sort of getting, asking why, then he'll feed that back. But this isn't a new thing. Like, for example, Caleb Daniel had an unbelievable uh, national championships, but everyone said too small. So he ended up going in the 40s when he should have been a first-round pick. Yep. Uh, Jack Graham was another one. Jack Graham was the Lark medalist, which is the best performed player at the national championships. But everyone said, you know what? He's only six foot. He's a he's already grown. You know, he's, he's pushing people out of the way. He won't translate. Well, guess what? He has translated and he's a premiership player for Richmond. Okay. So you can be proven wrong. Next one. Andrew Dillon has been challenged to reveal his salary as the new AFL CEO. We got a text in about that as well. Does it really matter? Do we need to know what they're earning? I don't mind the fact they say, look, there's eight executives. This is what their total wage is. I'm not sure we need to know the absolute dollar. You know, I, I don't disclose my wage. I don't ask people that- I who, think you should. Who are my friends. Uh, how much do you earn? Um, so I don't think so. Okay. Uh, just finally, a uh, controversial one, and this is what Elephant in the Room is all about. So the Velo Adelaide 500 on this weekend- um, is the after-race concert a bigger draw card than the actual race? Than the actual race. I mean, would crowd numbers be impacted if Robbie Williams wasn't performing? Absolutely, they will be. Now, I think they they now go hand in hand. Like the, mm. the Killers last year. Was it last year? Yes. Yeah, we went to that. And it was awesome. Killers are great. And that's part of the reason we love going because you, you get this sort of, it's just great value. Like think about Rob, Robbie Williams' concert. You know, we, we bought tickets straight after the race last year, um, and I think we paid $89 for two tickets. That's incredible mm. that so you paid for something. Well, no, we, we, we go every year to the Velo, and um, and so we, we thought, you know what, we'll just jump in and get it now, because um, I think they'd just announced that Robbie was going to do it. Yeah. So that's, it's great value. You get the whole day, then you get a concert on the back of it. It's, uh, it's awesome. But I know, I, you know. In my family, I've got three older daughters, not interested in car racing, but love Robbie Williams. They're going for, the, they're going for him. That's yep. all. So it, it does certainly pump up the numbers. Thank you, Mark Bickley. Thanks to Tire Power, up to $200 off uh, Michelin Pilot Sports. Uh, next, we want to find your nomination for what has been ace this week or what's ace to, uh, today. Thanks to Ace at Transport Solutions. Don't just send it, ace it.